The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 24. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. My dear friends in Christ, as we heard in the previous Sunday, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost, in the Gospel reading for that Sunday, Jesus had just miraculously fed the 5,000, well, plus all the women and the children that were present there, with starting out with five loaves of bread and two small fish. And he multiplied that to take care of all of those people. And many of those people who experienced that miracle thought, oh, wow, this Jesus, he'd be someone who'd be so great to have him as our king, their bread king, their earthly king, because then they thought they could be on easy street. They could just sit around and Jesus would take care of them. It's easy to understand how they would want Jesus to be that kind of king for them. But Jesus didn't come to be that kind of king. So immediately after feeding the 5,000, what Jesus did is he sent his disciples across the Sea of Galilee to get away from all of those people who wanted to have him as their bread king because Jesus didn't want those disciples to be tempted to want him as their bread king as well. Well, as the disciples then began their voyage, what Jesus did is he found a solitary place for himself to pray. So why did Jesus have to pray? He's the Son of God, after all. We may not realize it, but he had just overcome a, a huge temptation from Satan. Satan had used that crowd and their desire to make Jesus king, an earthly king, to try to get Jesus away from the task for which he came here to this earth to be our spiritual king. So Jesus' prayers that day had to include thanking God for his help to overcome that temptation and asking God for his continued help as he continued to do his work serving as the spiritual king that he came to be. Most likely, Jesus' prayers that day also included the crowds who had been there, praying for them that the Holy Spirit would work on their hearts, either to make people into believing children of God or, or to build up and strengthen those who were believers in their faith in Jesus. His prayers would have also included, of course, the disciples, that they wouldn't be led to think of Jesus as a earthly king, but that they would see him as their spiritual king. And he was also praying for them because of the storm that was coming that would cause them grief as they were crossing the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus' prayers, they may have also included 
you and me. Probably included you and me. Because actually, if you think about it, the Holy Spirit is working through this scripture reading, that story of Jesus crossing the lake right now, working on our hearts to build up and strengthen our faith or to create faith in our hearts, create faith in the hearts of anyone who isn't already a believing child of God. The Apostle Paul said, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men. The, Paul is reminding us here that as Jesus, the day he fed the 5,000, as he prayed for those people, and most likely even also for us, even now as our mediator, he continues to pray for us. He's asking God the Father to keep on caring for us by doing whatever is necessary to keep us directed to heaven. And now when I say whatever is necessary, let's realize, of course, that that means that when we would do wrong or when we would wander away from God, well, that means that the Father, he's praying that the Father would discipline us, just as loving parents discipline their children when they need that discipline. Parents, what they do is they discipline their children to help them to grow, to teach them right from wrong, to teach them also the consequences of what they'd endure when they do what is wrong. So also God will discipline us to show us the hardships that we could face in this life if we wander away from God, if we rebel against him. And then also to remind us of the amazing and wonderful blessings that God wants to give to us when in faith we follow him. Thank God that Jesus keeps praying for us. Well, he went to the cross to pay for all of our sins and to win eternal life for us in heaven. And now Jesus keeps on praying for us that we'd end up in heaven with him forever. Since James tells us the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, I hope you know how blessed you really are because Jesus keeps praying for you. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for everything you do for us, your life, your death and resurrection that wins for us heaven. Thank you also for keeping on praying for us that we would end up with you forever in heaven. We pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.